Hello listeners, welcome to Tech Talks, the voice of supply chain. I am your host, Adarsh Kumar, co-founder and CEO of Tagbox. The supply shock that started in China in February 2020 and the demand shock that followed as the global economy shut down exposed vulnerabilities in the production strategies and supply chains of firms just about everywhere. The supply chain disruptions came in various forms. Airlines have experienced extreme disruption as demand for air travel dropped by more than 95%. On the other hand, categories like toilet paper saw a crazy demand surge and an out-of-stock crisis in US in March 2020. We saw layoffs and furloughs across the world impacting workflows, uh, workplace productivity and thereby the production output. Changes in workplace access, product handling and storage due to COVID-19 risks further led to cost escalations, restrictions, delays, disposals and wastage. Due to supply issues from China, even a behemoth like Apple had to place a temporary purchase limit of two iPhones per person in several markets. And this, this year's release of new versions of iPhone have been officially announced to be delayed due to supply chain disruptions. Today, we will discuss how to leverage this ongoing crisis and build an agile and resilient supply chain. Uh, to talk more about this topic today, we have with us Mr. Shubankar Chatterjee. Shubankar is a Chief Supply Chain Officer at Schindler India and comes with over three decades of operations and supply chain experience with organizations like Tata Motors, Tata Cummins and Greaves Cotton. Shubankar, welcome to Tech Talks. Good morning, good afternoon and good day to all of you. Uh, hope you all are safe and thanks Adarsh and Venkatesh for organizing this session. Uh, I, with, with the first, I guess, wish you all very safe. Uh, you stay safe, manage through this very difficult times. And we all are hopeful that we will come out of this. Vaccinations have started, though a bit slow, but eventually we also see the overall infection rates across India slightly started tapering down. So there is a ray of hope uh, with which we should be able to come out of this. And uh, with this, and Adesh very rightly said, we're in a very, very difficult juncture and it is at the cusp of uh, the new generation or new era of supply chain, which will be very different from the previous decade. So uh, with that, uh, I guess the crisis has actually uh, brought us various forms of innovations in the entire supply line, supply chain, okay? And with that prioritization within industries have also changed. What we used to think earlier, today we think it little different, okay? With that, uh, so we, as we continue through our discussion, there would we would like to take you through the various aspects of the entire gamut of the value chain and the transformation it is undergoing. So uh, Adash, uh, would you like to have any specific uh, queries which from your side? Absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. Thanks, thanks for the uh, uh, you know uh, quick kind of uh, context setting, Shubankar. There is a lot happening around us uh, due to the pandemic. So maybe, uh, you know, before we get into uh, details, if you could just share your initial reactions to this crisis situation. Yeah, the initial reaction has been, we were all uh, kind of, uh, we never expected this. Uh, so we uh, typically, as any industry, uh, we have a, something called a business continuity planning or a contingency mm -hmm. planning. Uh, most of the contingency planning, uh, everybody does pretty sincerely. We have a concept called toolbox uh, exercises. We create uh, scenario, simulate scenarios. We simulate scenarios like uh, maybe a flood or an earthquake or maybe a food poisoning. 
Mm-hmm. But that was all simulations. Mm. That was in real time. That was all simulation. Very few organizations, maybe the organization way back in Japan during the tsunami or so. Other than that, most of it, rest of the world has typically done good amount of simulation. But this is the time which we actually saw a real pandemic. Mm-hmm. So what we used to conceive in BCP or the business continuity planning has turned out to be a real scenario. Yeah. With that, over the past uh, maybe entire one year. Uh, we have gone through severe metamorphosis. Hmm. Not only uh, our so, not only our families, but also the organizations. Mm-hmm. As we slowly emerge out of this extended crisis, we realize that our families, organizations have learned to live through this crisis. Organizations mm-hmm. have relooked into the supply chain priorities, are planning to restructure, readjust the supply chain with a view to align with the need of the hour, which is being agile and resilient. Hmm. Okay. No, uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, uh, and w- one trend that we are seeing actually um, uh, across the globe is um, a lot of uh, companies are trying to uh, localize their supply base. Uh, I mean, uh, have you seen some similar happening in India as well? And what's your guidance on maybe expediting this uh, localization for their supply? Yeah, I guess it is very appropriate to think in that lines today. We all are aware that... Uh, during the, in the midst of the crisis, we also landed up in a logistics crisis, which was mm-hmm. what? Which was non-availability of containers. Freight mm-hmm. cost, even today, the freight cost has escalated to the extent of, it was 300%, today it would be around 150 to 200%. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we typically refer to our freight from Shanghai to Mumbai per se. Mm-hmm. So with that, as the uncertainties plagued the supply lines and logistics disruptions uh, witnessed in major freight routes, organizations have started to rethink their sourcing strategies. Mm-hmm. The concept of import from distant countries, mostly China, and only assembling aggregates near to the point of use will fast lose its preference to one of localizing and to the extent of child plot development in the country of use. We also have seen the Make in India concept, which is actually promoting uh, development of parts at the point of use. And by the way, this is not just India. You can see the similar trend in Europe. You can see similar trend very strong in US also. Development of child parts and components within the use of country. And this is being done with a view to address two specific needs. One, being closer to the point of use. Mm -hmm. And second, in turn, minimize the risk of disruption. If I look at statistics, almost 65% of organizations are opting to this concept of nearshoring. Mm-hmm. Nearshoring means you don't continue to import from very long distance and only do assembling at the point of use. So we basically develop from grassroots and mm-hmm. that is the manufacturing integration or rather we are going back to vertical integration and pandemic has taught us to do that. And there are active investments happening in this regard. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, from a localization perspective, another aspect that's kind of emerging uh, as we speak is, I mean, before before the pandemic, there was a lot of reliance on, uh, you know, single sources for, uh, you know, getting much absolutely. of the demand from a product perspective. Absolutely. Is that is that still valid, Shubankar, post-pandemic? Uh, I would say uh, it's a mixed for components or aggregates where mm-hmm. there is a lot of technology involved. Uh, let's say a fuel injection pump for an automotive car 
or mm. a chipset for a laptop where there is huge amount of investment is there and also that's the core genetics of the product uh, you can't do multiple sourcing of that like for example you would not like to have a same car with two different fuel systems mm. so barring barring that category of products the pre pandemic concept of single source and leveraging the economies of scale is changing mm. we are now focusing on not from uh, specific geographies with primary driving factor being cost optimization mm. we are now looking at post pandemic the outlook has changed with more focus towards diversification mm. of the supply and the manufacturing base almost 62% of industries are actively looking at diversifying their supply and even the manufacturing base sure uh, however i mean based on what you said uh, shubankar uh if uh, i mean obviously the single source strategy was to be able to uh, reduce costs and get economies of scale would this with this diversification have an impact on product pricing then see it will uh, it is a trade off as i told it's a trade off uh, so today uh, you have disruptions and disruptions are again causing severe impact on the product pricing itself mm. so you don't have sources even supply is a issue mm. freight is a issue delays are issues so mm. it will be a trade off so if it is a, as I, i repeat if it is a very technology oriented product you may remain with single source but if it is a, a less of technology product where you can manufacture nearby mm. there will be a trade off between economies of scale versus localization with right. many of them preferring localization so that because continuative business is if you have to balance out continuity of business versus economies of scale and cost mm. i guess the continuity of business uh, has a higher weightage so with that people may strike a little bit of trade off but localization will take place makes sense okay that makes a lot of sense um i think uh, just as you talk about technology um uh, how do you foresee industries uh, leveraging concepts like industry 4.0 in their uh, recovery journey 4.0 actually in 2020 and 2019 over last 3 years has picked up tremendous momentum mm-hmm. uh, and uh, people may contrarily think that because of pandemic it will slow down it is actually the reverse mm-hmm. it is very converse that uh, in the top cxo agenda for 2021 mm-hmm. is not cost cutting but accelerating the investment in technology and infrastructure to adapt to the post pandemic industry for world why is it so it is because uh, improved connectivity data analytics robotics use of ai iot rpa cloud computing all adds to agility and resilience which is most mm. required today mm. uh, so digitization while it is a multi year multi technology program aftermath of covid has seen organizations increase their investments in technology and make the supply chains more autonomous and intelligent So these are the two key enablers for being a agile and a resilient supply chain, so mm-hmm. that you can sense, you can adapt, you can respond more quickly to the changes or disruptions. So literally, actually, it is, uh, I would say, it is a kind of uh, boon for the uh, industry four. It has actually accelerated industry four, in, even in the midst sure. of pandemic. Sure, I think just borrowing from what you said, you said that technology uh, will enable agility. can you talk a little bit more about this concept of agility especially from a new normal perspective okay so what is agility 
Uh, agility in very everybody is talking of agility and resilience. So in a very simple terms, uh, agility means the ability of the organization to respond to the changing demographics, changing mm. macroeconomic scenario, and changing customer needs. So today, if the so for example, uh, you have seen in within India, many of the organizations have gone uh, online retail. They have mm. survived. Some of them chose not to do so. We can see them struggling. Okay, quite mm -hmm. a few organizations have succeeded and have grown in even in this difficult scenario. So you can see all your online organizations, all uh, like Swiggy or even Amazon is a big player, Flipkart is a big player, but Zomato. But even the smaller players out there, mm -hmm. uh, big baskets of the world, uh, even hardcore uh, hardware items, people are online. And that has helped. So if you can adapt to the technology, uh, people who were not producing masks are today producing masks. People were not producing sanitizers. They were producing sanitizers. I know quite a few startups who were actually doing automotive work are producing ventilators today successfully. Mm -hmm. So this is agility, adapting to the environment, adapting to the external stimuli. So if agility remains a key element to the supply chain, and it will actually bring resilience. Mm. It negates the impact of disruption to be able to respond faster than organizations who have not adopted agility as a key priority. So post-COVID with the external world so very volatile, mm -hmm. so very unpredictable, agility will become a very key factor to respond to this unprecedented and multifarious constraints. Organizations who have prepared and allocated resources towards improving agility mm. will survive and come out successful out of this crisis. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, on, on another note, from a technology perspective, uh, is there a need for improving transparency and visibility across supply chain? See, one of the key factor of agility and also uh, managing this disruption would be transmission mm. or sharing of data at a speed which is unprecedented or unheard of earlier, okay? So if the transmission of data has to have a speed which is much higher or much improved than earlier, you need transparency of data. So pandemic has brought us to the surface the need for improved data transparency, visibility across the supply chain. Mm. So if a truck is leaving your supplies place, you should be able to get a signal because you don't know where it will get stuck. I will give a live example. We are trying to get uh, trucks to enter Maharashtra from uh, different states and there is a need. Uh, yesterday only there is legislation which says that drivers need to have a RT-PCR test done if they have to enter Maharashtra. Mm -hmm. We are today lining up with uh, your nursing homes and test diagnostic centers so that before the truck leaves, let's say Chennai, the driver can have a RT-PCR certificate so that when he comes to Maharashtra border, he's not stuck. Mm. But all this can happen if you have a very good transparent data sharing. With rapidly changing demand and supply scenarios, agility of supply chain will depend a lot on speed of data, mm -hmm. information and transmission across the supply chain. There is a need for improved collaboration between all partners, which includes suppliers, manufacturers, distributors, logistics providers. And this necessitates improved data sharing. 60% of organizations are planning to increase their data sharing platform, uh, like different handle apps, 
different cloud solutions so that all the stakeholders are able to see the same data. It's not a different data. So the concepts of uh, sending an Excel file or email is, is going away. It is all cloud, all in app. You can see it live. The drivers can see it live. The guy who's loading, he can see the bill of material live, what he has to do. So net net to answer your question, yes, transparency will make a big difference towards agility, towards managing this disruption. Great, great. So great inputs on technology, agility, transparency, visibility. I think one um, uh, question I would definitely want to um, ask you about from a from an economic perspective. So we are seeing, uh, you know, definite shrinkage on the economy, uh, significant shrinkage. I could say, especially with the second wave kind of coming through. Um, in from your perspective, Shubankar, what is essential right now for businesses to stay afloat? Okay, so while all this technology, agility, transparency, they are all enablers, mm -hmm. but the core foundation of an organization to stay afloat in this very difficult time is liquid cash, cash flow. Yep. So cash flow will continue to be a major hurdle in 2021 because of continued operational disruptions, delayed payments from cash-strapped customers, or suppressed revenue. And these are all facts. Customers are struggling because sales are not down. That's why revenue is, uh, is suppressed. Pay accounts uh, receivable is bloating up. You're not getting paid. So naturally, it is necessity that you also manage your internal cash flow more prudently, which implies to improve liquidity and free up cash. Manufacturers should focus on separating the good cost from the bad cost. Zero-based costing will be a key initiative at this point of time. Mm -hmm. No budget line item should be held sacred. We should challenge every cost. Mm -hmm. What was traditionally accepted, uh, mean, if you continue to do that, we will have a difficult time. Mm -hmm. Because the external world is very ruthless today and uh, for valid reasons, the entire economy has shrunk. So converting fixed cost into variable ones can also provide more financial flexibility while broader financial picture still remains uncertain. So net-net, conserving cash would be a key factor to remain afloat in business. Makes sense. And I'm, I'm assuming that there is a significant role that the leadership has to play to be able to do all these things. So uh, from your perspective, what are some of the key aspects of a leadership role in a crisis situation? I guess the uh, all this we were talking where the means the mm -hmm. who is the driver the driver is the leadership and the employees. Mm -hmm. uh, while the employees are struggling with the concepts of work from home, uh, many think work from home is easy, but work from home actually puts more stress into the system because your boundaries between uh, office uh, office hours and your personal life gets blurred. Mm -hmm. So there is extended stress. You're the, none of the employees or the leaders are able to go out anywhere, mix with people. So this is at this point of time, leadership is going to play a very key role. Okay, and how? Uh, we have to understand that we are all, most of us, barring very few organizations who are actually running the factories, uh, we are managing from a distance. So key factor would remain as trust. Mm -hmm. The leadership has to think how to move away from transactional leadership to transformational leadership. And when we talk of transformational leadership, it means more delegation. 
it means implies improved speed of decision making flattening the organization which literally you need not change the org structure but you can empower your front line leaders to take decisions mm-hmm. uh, improved collaboration amongst all the stakeholders it is time for leadership to rethink the ways to build the organization inculcating the essence of agility speed and resilience this is also a time when it's a time to identify the future leaders people who come uh, come to the forefront take risk execute actions are your future leaders we need to identify them coach them and give them responsibility uh, this is the real time to f- differentiate between doers and the team of who are not so uh, not who are not going to take risk and the naysayers or maybe who prefer to be in the comfort zone so we need to differentiate that uh, this is a long process it is essential that leadership must quickly get into action if already not done so recognize that the conventional organizational constructs need to be reimagined replaced by active management principles and i repeat the two biggest factors from the leadership side would be trust three out is rather three trust empathy and agility from the leadership side so leadership will play a very critical role at this very difficult times sure sure uh, so uh, again great discussion uh, shubankar maybe just to uh, kind of at the end if you could just summarize and maybe talk about three key values that uh, you know would help an organization survive in these tough times i think that will be great yeah to summarize i guess the three uh, very important uh, factors which are coming into the forefront is uh, one the first is agility and resilience and agility in terms of data transparency in terms of technology in terms of adapting different means mm-hmm. companies that are agile and resilient who took decisions in the early early few weeks of covid they survived uh, the statistic says almost 62% of the industries took more than 3 months to come out of the crisis mm-hmm. however there was a good 38% of industries who actually recovered in less than 3 months and they demonstrated agility and resilience and once you demonstrate agility and resilience there is somebody who has to execute that task and that needs empowerment so the second point which i would say is empowerment mm-hmm. companies that allowed frontline workers to take decisions without waiting for the corporate office to give a decision this took the next step and thrived and last but not the least in this very difficult times caring for employees would be very much essential so the third key factor would be empathy mm-hmm. companies that put their employees ahead of everything else enjoyed their confidence and helped the company to move ahead even when the times seemed tough so if our employees have confidence that the leadership is sincere leadership is true to the cause and they are honest towards the employees rest assured nobody can stop you you will succeed great thanks thanks shubankar i think these were some excellent points made across the kind of length and breadth of uh, what organizations need to do to be able to overcome uh, you know the pandemic and kind of almost thrive in it as we as we move forward uh, we typically end the uh, uh, end the show with uh, three hashtags uh, that uh, you know we would like to tag 
when the social media uh, posts go out. So what would be, you know, the three hashtags that you would like to associate with this episode? Uh, for me, uh, the three hashtags which I would like to uh, conclude this session with digital transformation, because uh, there is an enabler which is required, mm -hmm. technology, innovation. These would be the ones uh, I would say it's time to look forward and transform ourselves along with the facts of leadership and empathy and uh, delegation and all. But the organization per se, I repeat, digital transformation, technology and innovation will take us forward. It is the time to invest in technology. It is the time, time to invest for future. Okay. Uh, thanks. Thanks again so much for your input, Shubankar. It was uh, great having you on the show. Thank you, others. Thank you, Venkatesh. Thanks for organizing the show. Have a great day. And thanks to everybody. Stay safe. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. Thanks all the listeners for, for joining in today. And uh, uh, please stay home and stay safe. I uh, hope all of you are doing well and staying safe in the uh, ongoing pandemic. Thank you.